Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the The Louisiana Louisiana Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at laladies.info. This episode is sponsored by my firm, Falcon Winkler, CPAs and business advisors. We are committed to proactively serving the well-being of our clients to achieve their business goals. We go beyond the numbers to provide personalized service tailored to each client. From outsourced accounting, income tax planning, to retirement services. You can find more information about the firm at www.fw-cpa.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. And um, we have Lainey here. Hey. Um, we do not have Kate. Sorry, Kate. That was a scheduling uh, mishap. On, Error. It was my fault. Also, I think she just got back from her New York trip. So Kate is our co-host, Lori. And okay. um, I scheduled this one. And I'll have, to, I'll have to apologize to her later. Anyway, we have a lovely guest on here that I've known for, we're going to figure out how long we've known each other, but it's Lori Benicky. With Wampold Companies. Yes, Wampold Companies, yes. She's the CFO. Yes. She's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Not really. Okay, so I'm going to start off with this story, okay? Lori looks scared. <laughs> Go well, for it. when you it. say Let's that, you're it. like, what are you going no, to share? No, yeah. this is great. Okay, so whenever I first, so me and you first met whenever we were with like Andy Bush brought me out. Well, Lori's a client. I'm just going to go ahead and put that yeah. onto the universe. So yes. Wampold is a client of ours. We handle their retirement plan. And this was like, I think this was before I was a partner. And I came to meet with you and Andy was like, look, we're going to move the plan, blah, 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 blah. So then somewhere in that next like year, David Winkler, my predecessor, told me that he was like, it's really good for you to start building up kind of like this network. Uh, He said females, and I think he meant just like other business women in the community. And, you know, that way they can be mentors and advocates and a sounding board. And he was like, you know, like Lori Benicky. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. He, he he only named two people, and you were one wow. of them. Okay, that's like the highest praise. That's I mean, impressive. I never got to work with David, but from what I hear, I don't think there were a ton of compliments. I mean, so, I have a rainy day folder that I can only access on my phone for some reason. It's been deleted and like into no. archived on my computer. And there's a couple of there's like four emails from David, wow. and that's it. In the course of the ten years I worked for him. Anyway, and so I procrastinated. He was like, you know, so ask her to go to lunch. Like, just kind of get to know her, how her story. And I was terrified. It was like asking somebody on why? a because it was like asking someone on a date. And I'm like, is Lori gonna be like, why is she emailing Who is me? This weirdo. I was actually. I'm pretty sure I was still sitting like up front. Like this like was right like this was like now. whenever David had this vision for me and I didn't have this vision for because myself. He could see what you were going to be long before you could see it. He wanted to retire. <laughs> but mean, yes, I guess whatever, so. Whatever the reason. <laughs> so I email Lori and I'm like terrified and she emails me back and we go to lunch. And the rest is history. And I really feel like the place that I the place that I picked for lunch was like closed on Mondays. And so then I had to like scrounge. I didn't have your cell phone number at the time. And then we had to figure it out. And yes, the rest is history. And honestly, since okay, then. So where was that first lunch? Do you remember? Well, it's it was not Beausoleil. It's where Beausoleil is. But okay. it was the restaurant before. Okay. Silver Spoon? Yes. 
I think it was Silver Spring. Yes. Okay, that has been a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Because you guys were probably one of, like, my first 10 clients that I, quote, unquote, got. Like, whenever Mm -hmm. I was, whenever two years into this, David called me into his office and said, um, remember when I interviewed you and I asked you, you know, I told you that I needed you to sell 401k plans. And I was like, no, I don't remember this. I was (laughs) terrified to talk to you in the interview. And he was like, let's go to New Orleans. And we went to New Orleans to present to an entire board for like a $10 million plan, which is big in our, in our world. And so then after that, he was like, here you go. And she had no heads up. Bird. Yeah, no heads up. I will never do that to one of my team. Bird is out the nest. But that is the way that you learn the best. Yeah. Get thrown in, figure it out. Oh, yeah. I learned a lot. And you learn. Um, But after that lunch, though, I would say Lori and I have been, it's at least once a year. We try twice a year. Mm -hmm. We've been pretty good about it. We have. We I love have. that. It's, and, and I think the effort's actually been more on Lori the past couple of years than so me. So about how many years ago do you think that was? I'm terrible at that. How I really long feel that like been? it was like 10 or 11 years. I, I could so see too. the – you I know what so I can too. do? I can go find the active date of you guys as when we um, got you as a client. I think we have those dates. I think so too. Yes, I could do that. I mean, 2011 rings a bell to me. Does that sound right to you? Yes. Yeah. It's so like 2011. It's 2011. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's um, 12 years. That's I awesome. love this. This is so sweet. So it, like, it gives me hope for like adult friendships because I'm in that phase of life where it's like making adults or making adults, making friends as an adult is just kind of tricky and stuff. But I've gone to some like networking events and I'm like, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. no. And honestly, I think the older you get and the more mature you get and the more grounded you are in yourself, it's mm-hmm. easier. Yeah. And then you connect more real with people that are like you yeah, that is than true. when you're younger. Yeah. You're yeah. very transparent. So is Lori. We've had some very real conversations yeah. and not even over wine. Yeah, that's right. It just flows. Some of them probably should be over Salad, wine. Soup. You know, I told her with the last lunch, we were like, we talked and talked and talked. And finally we said, okay, I think we maybe should order lunch. Like we might need to eat. Yeah, the guy kept coming back and we were like, oh, <laughs> not sorry. Yet. We haven't it's, looked yet. It's yeah. been a bit. It's been a bit. Okay, yeah. so that's me and Lori. And she's, I've always looked up to Lori and she is definitely well, somebody thank that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm also, is it hot? It is hot. Our new, quote, new air system, I still don't really know how it works. It's not letting me log on. I don't have access to that. are you dying? I'm good. I mean, it's warm a little, but I'm fine. Okay. I also think I have other things going on. Because of my age. It's Monday. Anyway. Oh, come on. (laughs) You're too young for that. Come on. Oh, my goodness. What what is the deal? Okay. So, we don't want to talk about... Well, I mean, we do want to talk about us, Lori, but I want to talk about you. Because Lori has... Well, I want you to share as much as you want to share. Sure. But you um, started at Wampold. Actually, let's go way back. Where are you from, Lori? I don't even know if I know this. Well, I was born way back, born in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Okay, so my parents were at Ole Miss. Okay. But we moved to Baton Rouge I was, I think, maybe two or something like that. My dad took a okay. job at Exxon. So he was a chemical chemical engineer at Exxon. We moved here then. So I've been here all my life. We lived in Central. Um, grew up in Central. Went to Scotlandville Magnet High School for high school. Okay. Um, and then LSU. Um, actually, did you know, started the Estruma Middle Magnet. Did the Magnet program through okay. middle and high school. And then LSU. And I've been here ever since. So, and you started at Wampold at what age? I was 21. Yeah. She's like, I started here at 21. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Straight out it's of like college. like I forget that. 
Straight out of college. Straight up. This was, Wampold was my first full-time job when okay. I graduated from college. Graduated in May, started in like June 1st. Um, so I've been here for a long, long time. Yes. So, but you started at 21. And then what was your position like when you okay, started? Okay, so when I started, I think my title was maybe senior accountant, but I was hired specifically to do payroll and just general ledger accounting. So you got your degree from LSU in accounting? Did. Mm-hmm. And then you sat for the CPA exam? Yeah, so I started working at Wampold first um, okay. and it was studying for the CPA exam, took it while I was working there. So yeah, I got my CPA after I started working. Okay. And so what was your career progression like there? Well, I mean, I was hired entry level, payroll, uh, GL accounting, and then through the years got uh, you know, I went to like a senior accountant and then a controller and, um, I don't remember. There were several progressions in there. I became CFO in 2007. Okay. So I was there for 13 years through various, um, I don't even remember all the different job titles that I had, but, um, so 2007, I became CFO, which is what I am today. So that's been 16 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, because you were CFO when I met you, and I just remember mm-hmm. being like, that is so inspiring. Okay, so for our listeners, I think most people have heard of Wampole, but can you kind of talk about what the business is? Sure. So Wampole Companies is real estate development and property management. And so that means that we develop our own real estate. We develop our own properties. We build, buy, develop properties, and then retain ownership of them and continue to manage them which is different than a lot of real estate developers develop and develop and sell off and sell off and don't really keep it and continue to manage it so we do both we we don't manage anything other than properties we own okay we manage all of our properties that we own with one small exception when we started developing hotels Um, the hotel world is a completely different world than anything else that we do Um, and so we do have a hospitality management company that we partner with to manage the daily operations of the hotels but we have apartment properties um, commercial office buildings we've developed condos um, and hotels and so you know we manage we own and develop and manage all of those properties so okay but y'all have grown Oh, for sure. Well, honestly, um, or it appears we've to. grown in some ways, but we've actually downsized. When I started th- almost 30 years ago, um, we had 26 apartment properties across the state. Oh, okay. I don't know if I realized it was We that didn't many. have any commercial office buildings at that time, and we didn't have any hotels at that time. So what we did strategically probably about, you know, 15 or 20 years ago was start selling off some of the smaller properties we we are very hands-on so that means we are going to be at our properties all the time we're we're not just managing remotely and so we had properties in Bossier City Shreveport um, Leesville Mm. New Orleans Lafayette Baton Rouge and so we got to the point where we wanted to expand what we were doing and and we started developing commercial office buildings and we, so we started paring down the multifamily portfolio a little bit just okay. so we could spend more time and pay more attention to the ones we had. Okay. So when you say paring down, did y'all sell off some of those properties? Okay. We did. So, okay. So a couple of them we actually condoed, which means we converted them into condominiums and sold them off individually as condos. Okay. Some that, of them that we, people purchased? That people okay. purchased, yeah. Okay. 
Um, we did one in Baton Rouge like that, one in Bossier City like that. Um, and then others, we just sold the whole the whole um, apartment property. Okay. But so over the course of, I mean, I guess since I've known you, so Renaissance was a development? Renaissance was, I mean, if you remember, Renaissance was the old Jimmy Swagger dormitory yeah. that sat so that was a remodel. for years. Was so we took that. Well, it was a redevelopment. It had never been finished. It was just the structure, the, sh- the, s- the shell of a building okay. that he started. But we did take that um, and, and develop it. Okay. So it was really considered a, it was a historic renovation. Okay. And so for that piece of property, you guys partner with that property or that management, we hospitality have management. We uh, Hospitality Management is a hospitality specific management company that does hotels. Yeah, because yeah. I would think that's pretty It's different. It's a different deal. I mean, hotels are open 24-7. 24-7. So, you know, think about that. We're used to doing apartment leases. So an apartment lease would be minimum six months, maybe a year, or a commercial office lease can be five year, 10 year. These are long-term leases. Hotels turn over every night yeah and are staffed 24 7 and have you know guests in them 24 7 so it's a different deal we're still very involved in that um we talk to the hospitality management people every day well i know uh, well because whenever we were at the cya 360 thing i feel like somebody walked by you that was working at renaissance and they knew who you were they all know us yeah (laughs) we know them i mean we're hands-on yeah we're completely vested in what we're doing at all the properties regardless if it's a direct management relationship with us or or not so i don't know a lot of other real estate developers but i would feel like the hands-on approach is unique Mm -hmm. okay i mean you saw it they i think who you saw was a a catering manager at the renaissance who's been there forever but she knows me and will walk up to me and tell me what she needs and tell me how she's doing and tell me what's going on and and i ask her how she's doing and I mean one of the sweetest things was she caught me in the parking lot one day and she said I just have to tell you I just have to tell you I just bought my first house and I'm so proud of myself and y'all gave me the opportunity to be able to do that wow that's so rewarding I love that that there are people like that out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) very cool um so then y'all were developed at some point and I do not it was where me and you went and took pictures oh Bayonne yeah. Bayonne Didn't we take Shore? pictures twice? I don't know. Was that that time that the pictures came back and we didn't like them? <laughs> oh, yeah. They were bad. They were bad. Yeah. The photographer had what to come back What were the pictures out. for? Am I allowed it was, to know? Yeah. No, it was for a business report ad. and so we marketing? Were, a, yeah. We some were, ads or something? Yeah. yeah. So I've had, I've, you know, um, had two lucky clients <laughs> had to take pictures with me, Lori and honestly, Heather Romer. Um, See, I've seen those. It so is, um, yeah, I don't know what happened to Lori's pictures. We might need to go find those. No, I think you don't. They're I probably think they in the so archive. We redid them. Like, I don't think we did, though. I don't think we did. I think I only remember doing it once, and they were bad. I don't know what happened after that. I don't remember. First of all, I, I can dig in the marketing archives. Yeah, we need to, we need to see. Um, it's... it's it's awkward. Pictures are not my thing, so we'll just let it be. And let she, it lie and wherever she, it is. Yeah, Lori's not going to get mad. But I really feel like, I really do feel like that. I'm, I had to like call you, and I was like, hey. And you were like, what? The pictures aren't good. I don't even think yeah. I emailed you. I think I was like, Lori. Um, I mean, I didn't look good. He, like, he was trying to take some action shots, and I don't want to pick on the photographer. No, but, but sometimes those can just be odd. Awkward. It looked like it. it we, me and Lori... <laughs> looked awkward in the yeah. pictures mm-hmm. because we also felt awkward. Like, if they're mm-hmm. done well, they can look fantastic. I mean, we've had photographers come here, and it's the same thing. Like, 
if they know what they're doing, they can look great. Yeah. And then if I just if feel you don't like feel it's comfortable hard. in front of the camera, you can it translates. It's hard to take candid pictures. We're totally not talking about Wampold, but it's okay. hard <laughs> to take candid pictures. Yes, it is. When you're forcing somebody to be candid. Right. I think sometimes you just gotta snap a whole it's bunch not of pictures. A true but candid it, photo. A true candid photo. Yeah. So it was Okay, that was that property. So do you guys still own that one? We do. Okay. Yes, that's a that's a pretty fabulous. I, like that. I was gonna say those are beautiful. Yeah. I had some friends that lived there. And it's for college kids. Well, not or specifically. Anyone? I mean, <laughs> can honestly, I, move in I think over there? it prop. Yeah, you can for sure. Um, it's not a student property. We do have a lot of students, not um, intentionally. I mean, only because it's right by LSU. But we have a good mix of people that are. We have students, professors, young professionals. Uh, couples we don't have a lot of kids there obviously but um it stays full all the time it keeps a waiting list well it's a good it's a good location Mm -hmm. it's a good location Um, and the property is fabulous and the staff there is really good so they take good care of the people there so they love to live there yeah they didn't have that property whenever I was in college Mm -hmm. no we lived all nothing, of, nothing no. that they had it, but I didn't to that live night. there. Yeah. Nothing, but I did have some friends that did, and I'd always like going to like pre games and parties over there because it was really nice. Yes, so Felt okay. Safe too. So what else is in is in the works that you can well, share? Well, I mean, after new? that one, we also Watermark is oh, one yeah. of our newest yeah, ones yeah, yeah. downtown. Amazing. I property. went and stayed there um, when there was a tropical storm mm-hmm. because I saw like. I don't know if I saw it on Daily Report or something where it was like Watermark has an external generator in yeah. case they lose power. Uh-huh. So me and Patrick, um, this was when we had, um, I think it was when we still had my German Shepherd. And so mm-hmm. we couldn't bring that German Shepherd anywhere. So we boarded the dogs and we just hoped for the best for the dogs, even though I love them. And I just did not want to be at my, my house in the Garden District. With, it was like it was. I was super high strung for some reason for that tropical storm. So we went to Watermark and we had so much fun. We've actually it was done like a little that staycation. when we've had storms come through. Renaissance and Watermark both have had the generators brought in to to be able to maintain some stability for people who need a place to go, even yeah. locals mm-hmm. that just need a place to go. But the Gregory is phenomenal. Yes, at the Watermark. Um, you know, I'm so proud of both of our hotels. COVID really did a number on our hotels Mm. i mean you can imagine that there we never closed but there were literally nights where we would sell one hotel room like literally keep the whole hotel running for one hotel room to be sold and so um was i wonder if that was eerie for the guests it was it was well i don't know that the guests really knew that they they realized because the staff was still there the staff was still there uh we we kept our staff it was a a more limited staff obviously because the workload was so Mm -hmm. low but we stayed open the whole time we actually took those you know those months that we were so low in occupancy and really did a lot of capital work to the properties while it was empty, it was a good time for us to really just kind do feel, some work I feel in like there. Like a lot of hotels, but do that. it was it was a kind of a scary time and a risky time because you're wondering at that point when is this going to come back around yeah. and, and get back to normal. It was it was really bad for for quite a while, but look, our hotels have come back with a vengeance. They are both killing it right now, and. Um, just really seeing pre-COVID activity in terms of our occupancy and our both in the hotel and the restaurants. I the feel staff, both sets of staffs there have been phenomenal. Really, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive that you can find phenomenal mm-hmm. staff for those. 
it's that a type struggle. Of work. To, but you know, the core management group yeah. that we have at each hotel is still the same, and and they're really good at what they do. But that says something to you guys and the leadership that's within the mm-hmm. organization. One, y'all's leadership for management to stay, yeah. and then the the management and the hospitality group that you know helps run the day to day operations. That's really overwhelming to me. That I like when you say when you said they're open twenty four hours. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I knew that, but. It's not something I've really thought yeah. about. So imagine running that operation twenty four seven. It's tough. I would feel. I would it's be tough. so confused if I had to work at three a.m. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that. But they do a great job. Do do, are there less people there in the middle of the night? I would think. Oh yeah, staffing wise, yeah, yeah. There's less. There's for sure less. All the housekeeping gets done during the middle of the day, and so there's very limited staffing. But there's, a, I mean, whatever you might need, maintenance and housekeeping and. Management is all available oh, in yeah. the middle of the I night. In yeah. case there's an um, issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... Okay, and so let me say, we just had yes. a grand opening. Okay, for Last what? week for our newest project downtown, Rivermark Center. Okay, Have I feel like I've it? heard of it, but haven't seen it. So, are you familiar with the two Chase Towers downtown? Mm-hmm, North mm-hmm, Tower, mm-hmm. Ch- uh, South Tower? Well, they are now together, one rebranded, redeveloped Rivermark Center. Oh, um, the, the South Tower um, now has 168 apartments as well as commercial office space and retail space. And so we have just finished that basically three-year-long renovation. Okay, on, I was wondering how long And that from had. what I've seen, they look really cool. They are I think I saw a amazing. TikTok or a Reel or some, some Baton Rouge influencer or some promotional person did like a tour of one of the apartments. And yes. It seriously gives like New York City or big city downtown apartment vibes, which I think is something Absolutely. really new for us. So have people moved in? Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's been a kind of a phased completion. Mm. We um, There's 14 floors worth of apartments, and so we brought them on one floor at a time. So who's what's the demographic of people moving in downtown? Okay, it's really interesting because it's such a mix of people okay you have young professionals young attorneys that work downtown you have retired people you have lobbyists you have um, state governmental officials you have um, lawyers bankers you have several families that have sold their house couples empty nester couples Mm. that have decided to sell their house and move into an apartment downtown until they get to their whatever's next for them as a homeowner there is some attraction to yes. being in an apartment yes would you say laney what broke and you're yes. like it's not my problem it's the landlord's problem my washing machine oh. last year okay. my washing machine broke and i'm renting right now so i just called my little maintenance guy and they brought me a brand new one yep and then there was kind of an issue because they didn't reconnect it correctly <gasps> so the first time i ran it it um disposed of all of the water into my house not outside but I called them and they fixed that so you know none of this was my problem I've read um you know because I'm kind of starting to look at what does it look like for me to buy a house but obviously like interest rates right now are terrible so that's something I'm continuing to put off but um I was talking to my friends about this who like we're all kind of in the same boat and one said you know when you rent that's the most that you're ever going to spend in a month on your property. But when you buy, that's your mortgage payment is the least you're going to spend because if things break, it's your responsibility to fix it. And right now I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Nor do I really have the resources to deal with it. Like 
living on my own, you know. Oh, well, no. Every time I turn around, I have to write a check for mm-hmm. somebody for something yes. that broke. Yeah. So I'm going to say put for a little bit. Yes. Well, I thought I saw an article that said now is not a good time to buy. It's not okay. because of in- interest rates. Okay. Well, interest rates and insur- property insurance mm-hmm. on homeowners insurance is really expensive right now. We got Ours got canceled. Yeah. Totally canceled. Lots of people like are your insurance those- plan? Yes. Yeah, MetLife. Like that carrier decides wow. they're not writing policies here anymore. They were so. like, they were like, your homeowner's insurance will be canceled effective. I, I, it wasn't immediately, but it was pretty, yeah. they didn't give us a lot of warning. And I, you know, because like, I'm such a little, like, I'm not a goody two-shoe, but like, I, I, I follow. You're a rule follower. I'm a rule follower. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, did we forget to pay it? We didn't forget to pay it. Like our insurance agent was like, "No, they're they're pulling out of the state because of hurricanes or something yeah. like that." That's what she told me. Well, and yeah. it's like that's the kind of stuff that I don't even think about either. It's like I know when I go to buy a house, there's going to be so many things that I've never even thought about. But then it is your house. You'll figure it yeah. out real quick. Yeah. yeah, you'll figure it out. Trust but me. I don't have to worry about that right now. No, is what no, I try no, to no, tell you don't. Myself. No. Um, yeah. So I also want to point out to the audience, like this is how me and Lori get along so well. We are wearing the exact same nail color like they walked in it is like the it is, exact same. it is like there and is it's no, not it's a beautiful color but it's not super common it's i know like Lori, a, i'm impressed that you i would say it's like color. a slate kind this is of one like of my go-tos for a when, navy-ish when gray I'm trying to like channel fall to go ahead and start okay it's a very good fall color yes but like it's not a super it's not like you showed up with both wearing white or nude you know like no it's, kind it's of not i mean honestly color. white is a lot of what i go to i mean i do yeah. neutrals a i do lot, a lot of neutrals but every you I'll know proud i have myself to rotate for this and have I'm a little saying, color having like a color is pretty unique so i had a couple of big events andy last, bush would be jealous this past weekend we should text andy and be like but you can't share andy can't have no andy polish. doesn't wear the nail polish but i had some events this past weekend and then i'm getting ready to go to tuscaloosa this coming weekend so i had to for have the game. you know yes so my nail color was strategically chosen. Do you know what else is this weekend? What? On the game? My I birthday. Know. My birthday is November 4th, and it either falls on the Alabama game or on an election. Yes. Pretty much every other year that's Well, Mike Wampold's birthday is November 3rd. So his Really? Yes. And so his, his this is a big birthday for him. And so he's have a big, you know, big weekend, birthday weekend here. He's doing it here. Oh, but it's right. always Alabama game weekend. Is yeah, I tell him I feel his pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, because sometimes it's painful. It's a painful birthday. But if you would just embrace the whole football, LSU, Alabama weekend, then you would think that that would be a great weekend to have a birthday. Yeah, except we always lose. No, we, we won last year. Oh, we won last year. About? I'm sorry. I'm going to go. I'm very. So I'm also very excited because my porch project finally got done. I don't oh, know if I've shown yeah. you pictures. Yeah. Well, I say it's 95% done. Still a few things, but we it's, can use it. It's like usable. Yeah. And it came out way better than I could have expected. So well, that's great considering when I saw you the last time you showed me a picture of the brick that they laid on your thing and it was not <laughs> the right like a brick. tomb. It was like wasn't what they were supposed to do. <laughs> it was when they, they the brick... I'm not, I don't even think I'll be able to explain this to listeners, but like basically it was supposed to be a bar, the counter, mm-hmm. that was open underneath. Yeah. Well, they misinterpreted it. And I, I can't say that they were wrong, the people that were building it. And instead they built an entire rectangle and left it, it looked like a tomb. But it was like too much brick. It's too hard to explain. Yes. I'll have to post a picture. But, but I'm glad now. it turned out great. Yeah. When I saw Lori, when we went to Beausoleil, that... I was I was in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. I was I was in a tizzy. I can't remember why. I've had a lot going on in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lori, you know, we made it about me. 
But I think you, I think you made it through all the different. I did. Well, Thanks. and at some okay. point during that lunch, I think I said, Lori, how are you? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I really need you right now. Yes. Just listen. Oh, that's what friends just are listen. for. Well, Lori has a calming effect on me. I try. She is very calming. She I try. Calming. I know. And she has a million, a million things going on. And so if we don't mind kind of talking about your kids for a little bit. So sure. whenever I first met you, Car- is it why Carlin? Carlin. I was going to say mm-hmm. Carlin. And I second guessed myself. So Carlin was like. I mean, this was 11 years, 12 years ago. Carlin was... So let's see, she would have been like maybe 22, yeah. 21. And then something. you had her two boys, and they mm-hmm. were... Landon and Cade. Landon and Cade, and they were... Okay, so let's see. let's see, 10 years ago, they would have been like maybe 11 and 13. Okay, this is right. Because at some point, they were playing the travel baseball. Oh, for sure. And I was like, I haven't, Lori, I have absolutely no idea. Because, like, they'd be here and, like, you're, you and your hubby, is it Keith? So, Keith, Keith yeah. They, so, literally. Like, they would, our, like, literally spend, like, weekends apart. Our baseball the, journey ended just, what, two years ago, I okay. guess. And before that, we had been full-blown baseball for, I think, like, something like 16 years. Yeah. I loved wow. every minute of it. You did? Loved it. Mm-hmm. Did you love it because... It made your boys so happy. I loved seeing, they loved it. So they loved playing. Um, and I loved being there with them and watching them do it. But we also, we made some of our very best friends that we still have now. The boys made some of their best friends. And we, Keith and I, as parents, doing sports. Yeah. Okay. So Landon is married. Landon is married. So, so this is like, when Lori told me that, I was like, oh my God, I'm old. Like I knew Landon. <laughs> but I mean, I just remember when me and Lori went to that lunch, like your kids were so much okay, younger. Okay, but if you really think about that, if we started our friendship 11 years ago, think about what happens over the course of 11 years. Oh, I know. Like a lot happens. I know. So Carlin and, and, and Adrian. And I'll be retired. Carlin and her husband Adrian got married in 2021. Yes. They live in France. Yes. She is, um, she's a teacher in France and she, okay, she just blows my mind. She, um, never took French until after college. Okay. And then she went there and started doing the French immersion programs there, went all the way up and got the highest level of French language certification, did a dual master's completely in French at a university in France and got her teaching certifications. And so she's teaching so fully fluent in French and sounds beautiful when she speaks. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about Carlin? Yes. Because at one point you and I went to lunch and she was like, she was going to, to Cameroon. Yeah. For a mission trip. Yeah. So this was right around the time I met you. Cause I think she did this, started this in 2012. Yeah. And something like and, that. And I will say this, Lori was not okay. Okay. At that time I was not okay. <laughs> she was not okay. And that's probably Look, why. Y'all, you could no, take a turn. <laughs> that's probably why we like bonded so quickly because mm-hmm. it was like right there. It was like Lori was, I mean, I don't want to say vulnerable, but you were like, Oh yeah. You were very open and you're like, this is really tough for me. I mean, she's going over there and then, you know, and then at some point yeah. after that, I don't remember when I was, but you and I were having lunch again and you told me she's never going to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to be doing her thing. And she didn't say that at that time, but since then, of course, she has. And, yeah. And, and, I, and I, you know, I still think she'll come back eventually. I think the master plan, hopefully she and her husband 
he would love to and they both would love to so hopefully it works out at some point that they can come back and spend some time here yeah Um, but in the meantime I am having a blast going to see them in France as often as I can but yes she did so and she graduated from LSU with a degree in accounting. Oh, okay. Um, she didn't want to be a CFO at a property and development And literally, company. she was just about to go to, she was going to enroll in a master's program in Nashville. And um, she asked me to meet her for lunch downtown. And she said, um, so mom, if I never actually use this accounting degree that I just got, are you going to hate me forever? Aww. And I said, well, no, of course not. What are you going to do? And she said, I'm moving to Cameroon. And I went, wait, what? Did I hear you right? <laughs> so she I don't even know where Cameroon is. I was about to say, I'm going to sound really ignorant, but I don't know. Lori's told me before. I don't remember. Cameroon is in West Africa. Okay. So she um, went, she moved to Cameroon to do mission work in, um, in a hospital. There was, there's uh, three couples from Baton Rouge that actually started a hospital 30 something years ago in Cameroon. And so she went first, She most of the time that she was there, she was there three different times, probably for a total of about five years. Wow. And um, she she taught the young kids, and then she did some work in the hospitals too. But that's how she got introduced to the French language. She yeah, had to start doing French lessons there. Yeah. And so she went back and forth to France several times, continuing her language school, and just obviously met her future husband and... Decided she was going to stay there. Is her husband from France? Mm-hmm. He is. Okay. He is. Golly, it's like he is. I just could never imagine myself doing so, something so like that. So, to like your she point, she created another, not another life, but like a big part of her life. She's happy as she can be, and we love him. He is wonderful for her, and um, we are so proud of him, of both of them. They're doing great. But um, you're right. So when this first happened, it was it was a struggle for me. And That's it took me, jump. it was a big jump. And, um, and you know, I feel like I kind of I had two small boys at the time mm-hmm. and she was still supposed to be my baby too. Yeah. Because there's about leaving. a 10 year age gap between Well, there's her actually and 11 between her and Landon and 13 between her and Kate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I knew there was a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Landon's now married. Landon is married. Landon and Alyssa got married in December of last year. Okay. So 22. So between... June of 21 and December of 22, I had two weddings, three weddings, actually, because Carlin had one in France, one here, mm. and then Landon and Alyssa got married here. Okay. Wow. And then Cade. Cade, my sweet Cade. Um, Cade is Is he at, a senior in high school? He's a senior in college. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Clearly, I can't do math. Okay. Cade is a senior. Oh, my senior. gosh. You see, like, again, in my brain, you still have a kid at home. I do not, and I haven't for four years. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> He's a senior. Uh, Maybe we weren't so good about lunch during COVID. I'm going to go ahead and just During put that COVID, out. I don't think we did. Other than COVID, I think we did. We were pretty we consistent were pretty up regular. till then. We'll yeah. blame COVID for that. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why Cade, to me, is stuck in as a senior in high school. Sorry, Cade. I mean, Cade was that year, though. His high school graduation was 2020. Yeah. So he was okay. in his high school. Okay. His prom and his graduation oh. all was affected. And then his first year of college. And then even the second year of college was pretty affected as well. So that's why this is his senior year, and this is the first time we ever have had an LSU game at Alabama where we can really Go. be there yeah. and be normal and yeah. fun with it. So I'm so excited but about it. But are you going to wear LSU stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. 
So I was just wondering, does that upset Cade? No, 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 no. Up until this point, you know, we go there a lot and I've always tried to be really neutral and kind of not in your face. I've never really loved Alabama, obviously, but being there for the last four years with him, it is an amazing place. Oh, yeah. It really is. The campus and the facilities and the people are just really amazing. We've enjoyed it. It's a pretty campus, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, but I've always tried to be neutral and yeah. support his, you know, roll tide habits that he has. And but I told him this time, it's on. This is like senior year, and so Landon and Alyssa are going with us. Oh, we how have fun! Several friends That'll are be going. Are y'all driving? A, we're driving. How far of a drive is that? It's about five hours. Oh, it's not oh, bad. Gosh, I imagine like I ten. No, yeah. okay, it's not that far. So y'all leaving Friday? We're leaving Friday morning. Make a whole weekend out of it, and. And so he's in a fraternity, and his, he lives in the fraternity house. It's right across from the stadium. And so we have big tailgate parties at his house before the game. And What is he majoring in? Civil engineering. Okay. What about, what did Landon graduate in? So Landon is currently, he graduated from Tulane in three and a half years okay. playing baseball. Okay. In cell and molecular biology uh-huh. with a minor in psychology. And he is now in his second year of dental school at LSU Dental. Wow. In New Orleans. You got some smart kids, Lori. <laughs> I am proud of my babies. Yeah. That's impressive. I am yeah. proud None of, of those my things. babies. I had some friends who wanted to do the dentistry route. Mm-hmm. and It's hard. It didn't work out. You know what else is hard? hard. It's dental, very dental hygiene is hard to it's get into. It's all hard to get into. Tommy's daughter is a dental yeah. hygienist. Like, I think they only accept, like, I mean, it's not a lot. What blew my mind was the acceptance rate for dental school. Yeah. Because that was not something I ever, like, saw myself pursuing. But I had friends that did. Yeah. And, like, I have a lot of friends that are in medical school. And Nico, who came on the podcast before. But they say, like, getting into dental school is even harder. There's just not as many spots. It's it's true. So that's very impressive. He is just one of these just really intense, driven kids that has just I mean when he puts his mind to it he is gonna do it no matter what yeah I thought I wanted to be an orthodontist when I enrolled Mm -hmm. at LSU until somebody told me that you had to go to dental school and then you had to do something on a cadaver and I didn't know what a cadaver was and they were like well that's a dead body and I was like nope 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 nope, not for me I mean I might be a little bit off on my timing but I'm pretty close I mean Landon within his second week of school when he started dental school was already working on cadavers. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I think I just thought I liked the fact that my teeth looked nice after my orthodontist finished with them, so I wanted to I do mean, that. I mean, honestly, dental is one of those things that I could never do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even like going to the dentist. I hate going to the I, dentist. I hate, I well, luckily, like I like my dentist. dentist. She's yeah. a friend of mine now, yeah. but, you know. Mm. I had when I was So a, it takes a special person to be able to do that. Yeah, and then... Um, well, I don't know. He's smart. So I feel like he's going to understand how to run a business. But I've gone to the dental school before to kind of coach and teach. Like, mm-hmm. okay, when you get out of dental school, like, you're now probably going to be a business owner or you're going yeah. to start as some sort of an associate or something. I mean, something. that's a very valid point. And look, that's one of the things that I promote about accounting when I talk to people about it is the fact that um, no matter what industry you're in, you have to have a business sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, if you're a business owner or have any part of running a business, you could be the best dentist in the whole wide world or the best civil engineer or the best whatever, but you have to be able to run a business. Correct. And not everybody yeah. can do it. Nope. 100%. So, yeah. Not everybody. Well, and sometimes um, people, if they're, I don't want to say young, but they have been in school 
for a long time. They get out of school and then you start making a decent amount of an income. Yeah. Then they like to spend it. And, you know, like, again, just because you're a dentist, just because you're able to graduate in a very, very, very difficult field does not mean you will have a successful business or dental practice. Not trying to be negative, Nancy, just being realistic. No, that's where you have to just recognize where your strengths and weaknesses are and have someone that's on your team that can help you do the things that maybe you're not as good at. Yeah, Scott Gonan said last week, he's like, every business owner, the ABCs of owning a business. You need to have a good attorney, Mm -hmm. a good banker. Or uh, relationships, right? An attorney, a banker, and a CPA. That's right. And that's why whenever sometimes we get asked if they ever go to a a flat tax rate, if it would put CPAs out of business, and I was like, no. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. It will not. It just won't. Even if it's a flat tax, trust me, there are going to be something complicated. There are people out there that would not touch a tax return with a 10-foot pole no matter how easy it was. Yeah, they're they're nervous about the IRS. So anyway, okay, so kids are doing well. They are are doing fantastic. Kids are great. And then, so you and Keith are empty nesters. We are. Was that an adjustment? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Did y'all look at each other one day and go, there are no kids here? It it took us a minute to get to that because, look, I'm – pretty even keel I'm pretty just nothing really gets me too rattled Carlin moving to Cameroon rocked my world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then about the time Cade got his driver's license when he turned 16 he got his license Landon moved out and moved to college and Carlin basically vocalized for the first time that she was permanently living in France and not coming home. All of those things happened within a 30-day period. Oh, wow. Can I tell you? And you have a stressful job. Let's just point that out. And I have a stressful job. Rocked my world. Yeah. Literally threw me for a loop. Well, I would think part of that. If I wasn't I, prepared I was for say, that. As an outsider looking in, kind of like anything, we're envisioning our lives to, to we're envisioning it to go one way, and then it can change in a second Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's probably because I mean I would say Lori you're probably a little type a-ish a little (laughs) just a smidge just Uh, a little uh Lori used to be the one to complete their census data and I know most of the audience doesn't know who that is but most of what that is but most of the time it's your office manager in-house account I'm like Lori stop doing the census data she's like I have to make sure I did it for a long long time (laughs) I would actually I don't do that type of work anymore, but if I needed to do it, I always grabbed Wampold's plan from the queue. Yeah, right. I, Good example. No, because I knew it would be right. It would take me like an hour because I was like, this is all going to work out. But um, so you've had, you know, so life kind of took a different path. But see, I think this is a great example of so how it, it took, all worked out. It took, me a, it took me a minute to get over Carlin moving out of the country. And then it took me a minute to, to get okay with all my kids, you know, growing up and doing their own thing. And look, I raised them to have wings and go and do their own thing. That's what I wanted them to do. But it's just when it hits you, your whole world is like wrapped up in everything that they do for so many years that all of a sudden you're not doing that anymore. You kind of have to look around and go, okay, what now? So I'm past that. I'm doing better. Everything's good. Um, Keith and I have moved. We sold our house in Baton Rouge. We moved to St. Francisville and I love it there. We're building a house. Um, I'm building my own little compound so that I have a place for all my babies and grandbabies Mm -hmm. to come back to at some point. Um, so we're having fun with that. We're real. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. I'm building a house and having fun doing it, but I really am like it's, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. My builder's great. And so we're just kind of plugging along 
working and and building the house and traveling and tra- oh, oh, traveling yes. so um last year was my 50th birthday so we spent a week in France with Carlin and Adrian. They were our personal travel guides, and it was amazing. And then we spent a week right after that in the Amalfi Coast with um, my best friend, who also has a birthday at the same time. So Aww. we both celebrated our birthday there together. And then this year, so I had a 50th last year, and then this year I have, I'm sorry, next year, 2024, 30 years at Wampold and 30-year wedding anniversary. Huge. Aww. So what are we doing? So don't know that yet. Okay. But... um what I do know is for this year, for Christmas, we're going to Ger- Keith, Kate, and I are going to Germany and France. To oh, spend fun. Christmas with Carl and Adrian. Awesome. Okay. So I'm so, excited about that. So I will tell you this, though. We've kind of like definitely in Melissa and Lainey, well, really Melissa fashion, we've been all over the place. Oh, but yeah. it wouldn't be Louisiana ladies if but we weren't. This is one of the things. Yeah. And Lori, you actually came and spoke to a group of ladies at our office at. I did. Bonefish. Yes, I did. Do you remember what happened? I do, and I haven't been back there since then. <laughs> I think it closed. Sorry. It did. Sorry. Y'all are going to have to like pull I the could, tea off I air for me. Anyway, um, so I just think, though, you know, one of the things that – let me ask you this. This is really what I want to ask. So you were young mm-hmm. and moving up in your career, mm-hmm. having kids, mm-hmm. and so juggling – the mom and the career and you've always done it with such grace well thank you so what advice do you have for our listeners who might be going through the my kids are young and it's I'm gonna say time consuming but that's not what I mean but you know it's there's not never a dull moment but I'm also trying to work on my career I mean you were doing all of that simultaneous if you were at Wampold for 13 years just if we do the math before you got promoted to CFO, you were working on your career while you were while you were raising a family. So what advice do you have? Well, I guess the one piece of advice I have is that, um, you know, making decisions and making choices about things like that are important. And it's it takes the right choice. And that's not always the easiest choice at the time. Um, and honestly, when I started working 30 years ago at Wampold, my main aspiration was to be a mom. It wasn't really to be a CFO. I never really set out to be a CFO, but I'm also very driven. And so whether I'm trying to be a good mom or trying to be a good accountant, senior accountant, controller, CFO, whatever it is, I just, I'm just going to do it. Like I, I, I really had to train myself. I had to learn. That's what I was saying earlier about really just jump in head first and learn it and do it. Learn by doing it. Um, but every step of the way, it was just a choice to just, I'm going to be the best whatever it is that I am at that moment. I'm going to be the best one. And it's not really because I was striving to be a CFO, but that's just, it's that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just driven that way just to whatever I'm doing, I'm going to do the best I can at it. Which is difficult because that means that something's got to give. Mm-hmm. And so when you're being a mom and you're raising kids, you want to be able to give them 100%, but you need to give 100% to your job as well and to your career. And so I really had to figure out ways to compartmentalize that. And so while I'm at work, I'm going to be 110% for work. And then while I'm with my kids, I'm going to be 110% for them. And you have to be able to make both of those things mesh. 
it's not easy. It's not easy at all, but I'm very blessed that I had um, a work world around me that was that was flexible enough to let supportive. me do that, supportive to let me do that. Um, but, but the choices that you make, so, you know, that really goes back. When I graduated in accounting, the big thing to do at that point was to go to one of the big, big six firms. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say big four, but there was big six and I, back then. It was big eight, big six, big Something. four. It's there was a lot. There was, yeah. But so I had the opportunity to do that, but I also had this opportunity at Wampold. And honestly, I made the choice that I made taking the first salary with less money, but I knew that it would be a path for me to have a career and also have a family that would have been a better family-oriented career than if I had chosen the big six path at the time. Yeah. And so it wasn't the choice that most people thought I should make at the time. But I did because that's what I thought was going to be best for me long term. It wasn't necessarily the best then, but yeah. long term, it definitely has been. Yeah. So I like been. what you said about um, choices, mm-hmm. right? I think that we forget that we do have a freedom of choice at some mm-hmm. particular point. And that goes from like how we can view a situation to I'm going to go home and I'm not going to look at my computer because I'm going to be with my family. Um, because the reality is, and I, it was probably true back then. It's definitely very true now. Like, we could all be connected 24-7. Yes. And that's where it just takes a choice and priorities. And I'm saying this as someone that doesn't have children, but I still have a husband. Yeah. Um, and and other obligations, still. whatever those Sorry, are. Sorry, Patrick. Love you. Don't mean still. But, like, <laughs> but you know, yeah, and other obligations and other things going on. And so I think that – Women in general put a lot of pressure on themselves to be there at all times. And we're not, we are not actually, we are, we are very amazing people, but we are not actually robots. Well, and that's another piece of advice that I have is just give yourself grace. Yes. In yeah. whatever season that you're in and whatever situation that you're in, give yourself grace. Because we typically don't do that for ourselves. No. I, I've always been much quicker to extend grace to someone else and not so much to myself, Mm -hmm. but you have to, you're not going to be the best at everything every day. You can try to, but there are going to be days that are just not going to be okay. And that's normal and it's okay. And it still doesn't mean that you're not good at your career and good at being a mom. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I just think you're very, I just, I think you're very inspiring. Well, thank you. And your story is very inspiring. And, um, you know, one of the things about public accounting is, you know, if public accounting keeps sending emails to people to work 60 billable hours a week, you're not going to have a business because nobody wants to do that anymore, no. right? right. Um, and that's different from me who, yeah, there might be some weeks that I'm working a lot, but for the most part, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and if working If you're going to on- be successful, there are going to be days and weeks that you're going to have to put in extra hours yes. and do extra work. That's a given. Yeah. But also, if you're going to be a good parent, there's days and weeks that you're going to have to put in extra hours yeah. for that, too. Whatever it is that's worth doing that you really want to be good at, you're going to have to work hard. Yeah. And that means some days you don't sleep as many hours, but the next week you catch up and you allow yourself that kind of grace and flexibility to just be flexible to do the things that need to be done. So when you said that we don't, ex- that, you know, we're much better, I think all of us are like this. Lainey has seen yeah. this in, to Melissa and probably vice versa, where we're much better at extending that grace to others. So I had someone on my team, I will not name the person's name, but they said, I was really stressed out one week and they said, 
I really don't mean to overstep, but why aren't you working one day remote a week? Like that seemed to be really good for you mentally to catch up on projects and get ready for the week ahead. And I said, well, I just, you know, have a lot to do and I feel like I need to be here. And they said, okay, so why are you so worried about everybody's happiness and fulfillment and I'm gonna say I don't want to say work-life balance but like that they're getting satisfaction and that you're working for them to have flexibility but you don't do that for yourself mm-hmm. and like, I, am. I was like I don't know so now I'm working remote one yeah. day a week. well and I <laughs> do you think it makes a difference absolutely oh my mm-hmm. gosh hands down like hands down it makes a difference now there's some remote days that I and I'm working on this that I completely pack my schedule with zoom meetings because I'm remote so that kind of defeats the purpose but oh yeah but is that kind of a firm thing that y'all are doing now where you're doing one day a week remote if somebody asks we have some people that don't want to work remote at all Mm -hmm. we have some that want to do it a couple of days a week I I honestly I'm, I'm a people person yeah so I enjoy being here and being with people but I can't be the people person five days a week and also get stuff done and work on my business yeah so what helps me honestly is if by I I take it on Wednesdays most of the time um if on Tuesday afternoon I'm really stressed and I'm really behind knowing I have Wednesday to catch up I I can then put my work aside Tuesday evening so that I can spend time with my husband Mm -hmm. or if my sister wants to come over you know Mm -hmm. but before it was like just this constant rat race so yes it has made a difference for me yeah Yeah. well and I've seen kind of going back to the give yourself grace thing that it was a post or something that I saw on the internet and it said, you know, you should talk to yourself like you're talking to your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you would never tell your friend yeah. like, Oh, you're suck and you're failing and all of these things. Like you need to be your own best friend. So that's, that's what right. I, that's what I did that week that I was sick. Oh gosh. I remember when I saw you at CYA 360, I went downhill. I went downhill after that. I, I felt horrible the next day. I mean, I was impressed that you made it through the whole presentation. Oh, me too. And then I'm talking. I could tell that you didn't feel Wait, good. But it, didn't you have laryngitis? Yes. Yeah, you told me about that one. And I then that. I went to see what, and then, you know, I'm totally in my element there because. And then even after all that, she's, well, I mean, come on, come network, have a drink with yes. me at the bar. And that's what I did. And then I went home and of then I woke she up. Did. I didn't stay out late, but still, I was talking a lot. And, and that, wearing yourself down. And that Friday, I went, I had a 9.30 Teams meeting I had to take in my car because I had a 10 o'clock in-person meeting. And Melissa. no, hold on. But this is what I did. I was walking on Friday morning and I said, Melissa, what would you tell your team if they That's felt right. like yeah. this? Because I was like, oh my God, I cannot. I have literally haven't been there all week because we had CYA 360. Wednesday was my remote day. And I was like, I would tell, I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't care that they weren't there. I would say you are wearing yourself out and you need to stay home. A healthy you is worth so much more to us than an unhealthy you. I went and got got an IV of like fluids and vitamins. And I really think that made a difference. Had you done that before? Not only when I was hungover. (laughs) I wasn't hungover this day. I just felt horrible. She was just ill. (laughs) And, And I sat in a sauna that had like salt infused to like where did you do this? I've the covering. Check in to do those things. Are, are they really good? Like I really should do it. The IVs. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't cheap Wait, though. So this might be a dumb question, but if did you sit in the sauna after you got the IV? And they told me that's what that that's what I should do. Okay. To, in my head, I'm like, are you gonna sweat out the vitamins? What that you were just, just put so, into so you? The, okay. The sauna has different. Apparently, it's got different settings for what you need, and okay. I needed my sinuses, so it, oh. it only got up to like. 
a certain temperature. 90, I think it was 90 degrees. Okay. So I was not sweating. I'm like, they just injected all of this no. stuff into you and now you're going to lose it. <laughs> um, But high, 10 out of 10 recommend that. I did not f- notice a difference until I woke up on Saturday. Mm. And then I was like, oh my gosh. It's like your body needed a hug. Yes. It did. And it just needed somebody to think, my, a, a.k.a. myself, to say, you need to slow down. You, I'm sure you've done that before, Lori. We've all literally worn yeah. ourselves out to where our body's like, okay, that's great. You're not listening to it. We're going to make you listen yep. to it. I do that. I have done that many times. But what I've also learned is that it's just as important when you need that mental break. Yes. Mm. Not just when you're physically worn yeah. down, but sometimes you're mentally worn down and need to take that mental break too so it was take care of yourself yes well you know it was a valuable lesson that i am also not superhuman so yeah anyway Lori, this has been we've talked to Lori for a while 55 minutes wasn't this just like we were having lunch it is was it easy it's easy okay it's not it's easy well Lori, congrats on your success thank you on the success of your three wonderful children thank you keith is there (laughs) He is there. <laughs> Just been, I've only been Keith there for once. a long time. Yeah. And um, congrats on all the anniversaries for next year. Yeah, this yeah. is exciting. Super exciting. Um, and thank you for your time. I know you're busy. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. All right. I guys. always love talking to you. <laughs> I hope everyone has a good week. Bye, guys. Bye.